a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We've been talking about a lot of government spending today, executive orders, 1.2 trillion infrastructure deals, multi-trillion dollar. Uh, reconciliation bills, $30 trillion of national debt and mounting. If the dollars were tied to real results and actual outcomes, would government spending change and would government programs improve? That's something worth digging in on. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. As I mentioned, we've been talking a lot about dollars and cents today, money, 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 and uh, former representative from Utah's 4th Congressional District, Ben McAdams, uh, wrote a piece at Deseret.com, a plan for America, really radical stuff, design a project, track the outcomes, and receive matching dollars as a result. And uh, he joins us on the lines to talk about it. Uh, Ben, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Boyd. Great to be with you. All right, so uh, you you were a uh, twice-elected mayor of uh, Salt Lake County, uh, more than a million residents there, fast-growing state, a lot of things going on. Uh, you know what it means uh, to, to have to, to tax. You also uh, have been in that place where you've had to be accountable for what was spent. And uh, you're proposing and talking about uh, can we become more outcome-driven and, and, and tie dollars to that. Tell us about it. Yeah, Boyd, and I would say, first of all, I've been, a state, as you mentioned, a state senator, a mayor, and a, a member of the United States Congress. So I've seen budgets from state level, local level, and at the federal level. And the first thing I would say is, you know, when I was mayor, we had a balanced budget. We had a AAA bond rating, and we lived within our means. So there is another conversation about our federal deficit and spending that, that I feel strongly we've got to get our, our fiscal house yeah. in order. And that's why when I was in Congress, the first legislation I introduced was a bill to require a balanced budget at a federal level, that is a, I think that's an important topic that we can't forget. But, but shifting from that, what we see now is, as you mentioned in, in teeing this up, that there is a lot of government spending, things that are happening right now. Um, I would have liked to see more fiscal responsibility when those decisions about allocations were made. Those decisions have been made and they're behind us now. What I'm focused on right now is to make sure that every government dollar that's spent is spent wisely and responsibly. And, you know, one of the concerns that I saw when I was mayor is that sometimes you can have, you know, you talk about budgeting for results and insisting upon outcomes and those pro- and evaluating programs that, that achieve their desired results, whether it's an education program, a drug treatment program, a workforce training program. 
that are, are hitting the results that you expect. And sometimes you see government funding actually crowding out those programs that are evidence-based and data-driven. Because if, if government money has no expectations behind it, and it's just pushing it out and trying to spend it as fast as possible, well, it takes time and thought and discipline to, to fund rigorous, evaluated, evidence-based programs. And, and money's going to go to the easiest place it can go. And that's part of my frustration is sometimes you've seen government money crowd out evidence-based, rigorously yeah. evaluated programs. Yeah. What I'm talking about here is, is we, should, we should not allow the federal spending that's been decided to crowd out evidence-based programs. In fact, we could actually do the opposite and have it focused. If you did it through a matching grant program, it could focus on those programs that are evidence-based and data-driven and reward those governments that are willing to be responsible with the programs that they invest in. Yeah, so so important, and uh, and I think it's it's one of those where we can you know we can call out the the right and the left uh, in terms of hey, can we really evaluate how this? Do we have evidence? Do we have data? Can we make data driven decisions in terms of outcomes? Uh, and if if everyone wants to claim that they're the champion of the poor and the little guy, well then let's let's do a nice assessment of all the programs that touch the poor and the little guy yeah. uh, and make sure they're delivering results. I know you're uh, excited in particular about a proposal from uh, Results for America and Makeem Capital uh, that's really designed to help local governments uh, jumpstart that kind of evaluation, that kind of innovation. Yeah, you know, there's a, a proposal out there, from, as you mentioned, from Results for America and Makeem Capital. And what that is saying is let's, let's take this federal spending that's already been approved and um, and put it towards as a matching grant towards local government. I really think that some of the best solutions come from the local level and the state level. Those are the places that they know the needs. They know what works in the community. Let's not dictate from on high at the federal level how every dollar should be spent. But let's let local jurisdictions, states, cities, counties, propose solutions. And then those federal dollars can match those that are outcome-based and evidence-based. And you can really... Um, make sure that every dollar spent is going toward a defined outcome rather than the opposite, which is crowding out good solutions by uh, by letting the money go to the easy solutions rather than the evidence-based ones. And so that's what I really like about this, this proposal that I saw from Results for America, is that it takes those federal dollars that have already been appropriated and puts them, it encourages you know the federal government to put those dollars toward programs that are evidence-based and a matching fund. So yeah. Uh, you can match state and local dollars uh, uh, to getting those outcomes accomplished. And I think then you reward the good behavior, reward those programs that are going to have a uh, demonstrated outcome. You know, far too often we debate between, you know, we should government should spend more, government should spend less. Uh, I'm on the government should spend less side of that equation. But putting that debate aside, let's all agree that the money that government does spend should be spent effectively and we should measure the outcomes and make sure we are accomplishing the goals uh, so that every dollar is spent accountably. Yeah. Uh, and then let, we can continue to debate more or less, but let's make sure the dollars that are spent are spent with accountability and uh, and focused on outcomes. Yeah, one of the things that I loved in your piece was uh, looking at the consequences for failing to measure uh, the impact or the outcomes, the results uh, of these policies and programs. And it's it's much more than just the... Uh, the dollars and cents so with, that we know, and I think we all agree, we're spending too much. Uh, we know those are scarce resources, but all of those failures 
uh, also represent real human cost in terms of uh, yeah. the homeless or our veteran population or whatever the program may be. Uh, there's real human cost when we have these programs that aren't performing. Yeah, you know, I mean, nobody wants to see tax dollars wasted. But it, it, it as you said, it, it, and I talk about this in the op-ed on Deseret.com, but it is there's a human cost that is incredibly high. Anytime someone participates in a program that promises an outcome but fails to deliver, probably fails because we aren't rigorously evaluating it or tracking this program or making sure that it's accomplishing the results. So they, they, they participate in the program, whether it's, as you said, a drug treatment program uh, for a homeless person to help them get back on their feet or a workforce training program, uh, other, other investments that government makes in our communities. And somebody participates that, in that program that it doesn't live up to you know, what, what it should do. There's a human cost to that, the human cost of somebody failing and, and falling back into addiction or failing to get a job after completing a program. That has a toll on the individual. It takes a toll on the family and their willingness to continue to believe in themselves and to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. And so there's a, a human cost that is, is, is too high to pay to have programs that don't work continue on autopilot, because that's oftentimes what happens is these programs just get put on autopilot and they continue indefinitely. We have to be better. We have to make sure that every dollar is spent responsibly because the human cost of not doing so is too high. Yeah. Fantastic. Great insight. Former Representative Ben McAdams uh, joining us on the line. Ben, thanks for joining us on a Friday. Great insight. Uh, How do we spend what money we do spend wisely, effectively, and efficiently? Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Boyd. All right, uh, we're going to step aside uh, for a quick commercial break. And just remember, rarely is it that we're not spending enough on these kinds of programs. It's usually because we're not measuring enough in terms of outcomes and results. Stay with us. Much more to come here on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.